Research that resonates. Schweitzer has not been wrong on any of his years and years of reporting on the Bidens. Investigations that matter. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The only entities, the only people that would report on this, and Peter Schweitzer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view, this is The Drill Down with Peter Schweitzer. Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and welcome to The Drill Down, where we relentlessly expose cronyism, corruption, and the abuse of power. And I'm joined, as always, by author and vice president of the Government Accountability Institute, Eric Eggers. Eric, you ready to get philosophical today? I mean, I know you actually have a master's of philosophy from Oxford. <laughs> and I Don't just hold have that a, against me. I just have a lowly bachelor's of uh, you know creative writing from Florida State. So I, I feel like I'm you know at an, a disadvantage if we're going to do this. Well, but, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk practical philosophy today, not esoteric. And we're going to explore what I think is one of the most interesting and important and profound topics uh, in uh, the American public discourse today. And that's the whole issue of hypocrisy, right? Okay. Everybody's throwing around the label of hypocrisy. Uh, liberals call conservatives hypocrites. Conservatives call liberals hypocrites. You hear it in Hollywood. You hear it in sports. You hear it in pretty much every sector. It seems that today almost everybody is a hypocrite. That's right. I mean, as we, we famously talked about before, you know, the worst part about Bill Cosby was the hypocrisy. <laughs> you need to explain that. No, that's explain that's that Norm MacDonald joke. He says, oh, the worst part about Bill Cosby is the hypocrisy. And he goes, no, I can think of a couple things that are worse with that's Bill right. Cosby. That's right. But hypocrisy, I mean, that's to the point. Hypocrisy is considered a very serious offense today. And I think it should be, but for different reasons than a lot of people assume. And what we're going to talk about today and explain is why not all hypocrisy is the same. And we're going to look at hypocrisy as a lens to, in a sense, um, act as a laboratory for ideas. Um, and my contention is going to be that hypocrisy is a good lens to view ideas, ideas that are good and that are ideas that are bad. And once again, we're talking about a subject that you literally wrote the book on. <laughs> I did. I wrote a book in 2005. Dude, called, my man will crank out some books. Called, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I don't have much of a social life, so I sit around <laughs> and write books by myself alone in a room. But that's another story. Uh, Our but, next podcast will be on loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, to your point, in 2005, I wrote this book called Do As I Say, Not As I Do. And one of the things I really enjoyed was um, I did an interview with Rush Limbaugh. Mm -hmm. I did an in interview on his radio show and also for the Limbaugh letter. And one of the things I'd mentioned in the book, this is a book on hypocrisy, was about the fact that Rush Limbaugh um, had been uh, uh, obviously critical of drug use. Um, and by this time, uh, it had been demonstrated that he uh, had become addicted to Oxycontin. And we had this really fascinating conversation. And one of the points that he made, which we're going to touch on uh, in a major way later in the podcast is, you know, he said, look, if I had been consistent with my ideas and principles, I would have been better off. I thought it was an amazing admission. And I think it goes to the heart of what we're going to talk about today, which is there are some ideas. If you abandon them and you're hypocritical, you actually improve your life. And then there are other principles that if you abandon them and you are inconsistent, uh, you end up destroying and harming your life. And Russia's point was rejecting drug use was a good principle. I was not inconsistent with it. I should have been true to my ideas. And I think that's what you talk about in your book, right? Is that for 
and this is your observation from the research, is that conservatives generally, when they become hypocrites, when they abandon their principles, it's to the detriment of their life. But you would say, and I think what we'll explore today on the show is when people that are more liberal, when they abandon their principles, it has the effect of improving their life. That's exactly right. And and we're going to give specific examples of this, of conservative hypocrisy and liberal hypocrisy. But the stuff with Russia is pretty interesting, right? It is. And and I think it was a very uh, uh, amazing admission from him. And it goes down to a principle that I think, you know, Ronald Reagan tried to um, uh, emphasize that I think Rush emphasized um, and I think is so important for everybody today. Uh, You know, Reagan said back in the day, I'm not a great man i only believe in great ideas Mm -hmm. and part of the reason i think we have so many charges of hypocrisy today is so much of the focus of our public discourse has been on following people rather than the ideas or principles they espouse because you know what you know you're you're how old now i'm 40 you're 40 you know People disappoint you in life, right? Things happen. Uh, people will let you down. Your political figures are going to do that, too. Right. The point is, if you believe in good ideas and principles, they are not going to let you down. And it is really interesting, too, the way that your principles manifest themselves in everyday life, maybe in a way that I don't I can't remember seeing, you know, just as an adult. Right. I mean, just with everything that's going on with the mandates. I mean, I have friends. They're much more comfortable Telling me and my family, like not specifically, but like they're much more comfortable <laughs> dictating the terms by which other people should live their lives, right? Exactly. And that's so exactly. that's where I think the hypocrisy stuff comes out because, you know, so they're comfortable with it. And to their credit, by and large, like they're like, oh, no, you people, you should have to wear a mask. And man, I mean, I still see people driving around with masks by themselves in their car, <laughs> which is crazy <laughs> to me. But like, that's where people are at. And yeah, like I was actually in Texas yesterday and I was in the airport and I was like, come on, bro, I'm in Texas. Like, are people yeah. really like yeah. masking it up in the yeah. airport? The oh. Alamo, you got yeah, the right? like independence. <laughs> like you expect to see a little bit more of a rebellious streak. Right. But um, but there's a lot of people like, no, 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 this is how we're doing it. And I, I respect sure. if they're consistent, and they hold to the. The, the principles that they're preaching, right? Exactly. But there's a lot of people that when they say, no, no, you guys should do this, but then when they live their lives another way, that's when it gets, I think, problematic. Exactly. And we're going to talk about yeah. that in, in a minute. So let's define hypocrisy first. It's claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. Uh, and let's put a bottom line on this. The only way to avoid being a hypocrite Uh, is to have no moral standards at all, right? (laughs) So your goal should not be to say, I'm going to avoid being a hypocrite. You want to avoid being a hypocrite. You want to be consistent. But the point is, the only surefire way to avoid uh, not being a hypocrite is to have no moral standards. And I don't think anybody's going to advocate that. But this notion of hypocrisy, condemning hypocrites, going after them as a cultural phenomenon. I went on YouTube, which uh-huh. I don't do very often. And here's why. And here's why. Um, I, I found, you know, I looked at hypocrisy, just typed in hypocrisy, and I found <laughs> that there were literally dozens of music videos of songs or albums called simply hypocrisy. There was one uh, song called Hypocrisy by a band called Chemical Whore. It was taken from their album, Nuclear Blast. And so my quiz for you today is, what genre of music do you think Chemical Whore represents? That's got to be house music, right? It's got to be. It's got to be some reggae, kid. Reggae, reggae. It's got to be kid on a laptop with a vest. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's actually heavy, heavy uh, metal. Okay. Um, but let's talk a little bit about 
some of the hypocrisies that have been there over the years. We talked about Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh, who had certainly, you know, condemned uh, the use of drugs and and uh, uh, was addicted to Oxycontin. He saw the contradiction and he clung to those principles and ideas and said how it was important. Well, you can certainly look at, at conservative figures, whether it's people that are in the clergy or political figures um, who end up being unfaithful to their wives. Right. These are the traditional family guys um, that could be uh, uh American presidents that could be pastors um, who talk about uh, family values and and being true uh, and they end up straying. So they are hypocritical in their behavior. Yeah, I think there's a difference between being a hypocrite and just being broken. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. No, like I espouse a high moral standard and you occasionally stumble and fall short of it, as we all do. Right. Right. Yeah, Um, exactly. But. That, so that's different than I think. You don't want but, to admit anything here on the podcast. Either. I mean, you know, even with our audience, not really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but I would say that. But to your point, when you when that happens, typically that that's to the detriment of your life, right? Like right. you know, it's a moral failure. You have to deal with that with your family. You have to deal with that in the public space, right? That's not a positive thing. Yeah. But I think what we're exploring now are people espousing a level of obedience to civic. Right. ideals right. that then stray from it. And that's a crucial difference right. that I think you bring up. And that is that, and, and of course we're generalizing here a little bit, but generally those who are uh, center right um, tend to talk about moral standards when it comes to personal conduct, right? right? And responsibilities that you have with the political left. Uh, they tend to focus on economic and political stance. Mm. So let's talk about a couple of them. Taxes, mm. Right. What do liberals say about taxes? See, I'm very consistent in my I don't think, you know, I'm generally anti-tax. I don't care how <laughs> many taxes I don't care how many taxes you pay. Good for you, bro. My old accountant used to say, God only wants ten percent. Everything more than that's tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find that tax attorney. It'd be good. Um, but you know, let's give a couple of examples here. Joe Biden, uh, he's been quoted as saying that paying more in taxes is a patriotic act. Uh, the rich don't pay their fair share. Now, of course, when he left the vice presidency, uh, he started making millions upon millions of dollars. Uh, and it's interesting because he set up something called a Chapter S corporation or an S corporation. Um, and what what did he do with this S corporation that benefited him but was inconsistent with his view on taxes? I'm going to guess he didn't use it as a vehicle to pay all the Medicaid tax he could. That would be correct. Right. Um, in fact, it was the opposite. Um, what he essentially did was route money through the S corporation to him for personal profits as opposed to paying himself a salary on those proceeds. Um, and basically, he only counted $800,000 uh, of $13 million. Uh, as eligible for the Medicare tax, which means he avoided paying $500,000 worth of taxes that would have gone to the government. Because he didn't just say, hey, taxes is a patriarch act. He specifically railed against and criticized the loophole Correct. that many people take advantage of with S-Corps right. and then specifically used it himself. Exactly. Right. So uh, example, Joe Biden is definitely being a hypocrite here. I mean, he Or made... at least his accountant is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That's a, Yeah, I'm assuming a yeah. certain level of understanding by Joe. How's it uh, looking, honey? <laughs> Okay, (laughs) (laughs) come on, man. Uh, But the bottom line is, you know, he he made 13 million dollars, so certainly would classify him as rich. uh, And he was avoiding paying half a million dollars in taxes. Hypocrite. But here's the interesting question. So look at the idea. The idea is the rich need to pay more taxes. He's rich. He's not paying taxes. But by abandoning his principle or his idea, is his life worse off or better off? Right. Well, he's definitely kept more money. He's kept more money and he's got more money for his family, uh, more money for 
for Hunter to do whatever Hunter wants to do with that money. But more to the point, he his life has benefited or improved because he was inconsistent with his principles. Or let's take well counterpoint. He was denied or deprived of the sense of virtue of the ultimate patriotic act of paying more taxes. Yeah, you're assuming that politicians' sense of virtue is actually connected to their actual virtue, which I think is questionable. But there's that masters in philosophy again. Man, there, you know? that is. That's exactly right. I remember that high Oscar school debate champ seventy seven. <laughs> <laughs> So let's look at Ted Kennedy, right? Here's another throwback. Ted Kennedy, uh, throughout his life, demanded that the estate tax or the death tax needed to be 50%. 50 cents of every dollar that you want to pass on to your kids after the initial exemption was supposed to go to the federal government. This was fair and this was just. I just say, like, uh, we have friends who, you know, there's people that you kind of take for granted that's younger than you and like the stuff that they don't even realize was a thing. And then I have friends that are in a social media group and it's like they just share Wikipedia pages of things that like, this is crazy. This is even a thing. Right. People like that didn't live with Ted Kennedy would be amazed that Ted Kennedy was a thing, right? <laughs> right, right like right, his right. career and all work. I mean, all that stuff like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I mean, let's just say he had a bit of a weight problem. He had a bit of a drinking problem. Uh, he slurred his speech a lot, but he was considered a really sort of dynamic firebrand and had a huge influence on the Democratic Party. Right. Absolutely. So, so he said, he said 50% of all the money that you're going to pass on to your heirs should go to the government. That is fair and just. Now, when his dad died, old Joe Kennedy died, he passed along $300 million uh, to the Kennedy heirs, of which Ted was a major recipient. Um, out of that $300 million, they didn't pay 50%. That'd be $150 million, right? Yeah. yeah. They didn't pay 50%. So a little they, shy of that. They didn't pay 25%. They didn't pay 15%. What about what about the godly standard of 10%? <laughs> they <laughs> stroke a check for not, uh, 30 mil? Not even close. No. Not even close. They paid $134,000 in taxes, which is 0.04%. Okay. So a little shy of yeah, a tithe. Yeah, a little, little shy. And they did it because Joe... Ted Kennedy's father had set up an abundance of these trusts and he had domiciled them on the Pacific Island of Fiji. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, but this is actually true. Um, so they avoided paying the very inheritance taxes that Ted Kennedy said every other wealthy person, which of course he is, right. should have paid. And so the bottom line again is, is Ted Kennedy better off? Right. Uh, and I would say that, yes, he was. His hypocrisy being, benefited his family's financial fortunes. And it also added him, you know, allowed him to walk around just like in D.C. or Boston or wherever. Like, by the way, I'm huge in Fiji, <laughs> right, in case exactly, you're wondering. Exactly. So uh, that's taxes. Let's pick another subject, how they actually spend their money. Okay. Uh, so you've got AOC. Uh, uh, she, Congresswoman Coach, uh, Cortez is very outspoken on a number of issues. In 2018, she came to the defense of yellow cab drivers. Oof. Saying, Wrong side of history on that one. <laughs> I mean, come on, see, that's even worse than the tax the rich dress take. You don't, you don't, you don't grab the yellow cab in New York anymore. I just remember that that would like as Uber was an emerging yes. phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. the yellow cab companies would hire these PR guys, right? And right. all these PR people would come out like, oh, Uber, super sketch. <laughs> this is like the scourge <laughs> right. on society. Right. What are we doing? Right, exactly, and, and exactly. It, and then three years later, wait, no, cabs are actually the scourge. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> like, right. have you been in a cab? Well, so so AOC is with the cabbies right yep. she is with the cab drivers and um you know she said that we needed to stand up for taxi cab drivers and fight uber because uber is this terrible big uh, corporation but then of course it turned out that during her campaign um that they spent at least four thousand dollars on 160 uber rides in new york now 
This may not be as big a deal as some of the others. But again, the question is, is why did AOC do this? Right. And I think she did it because Uber was more convenient. Like, why is Uber even an emerging market exactly. force, right? It's yeah. more convenient. So she takes a strong moral stand where she's lecturing everybody, use yellow cab drivers, but she actually used taxi drivers. It's more convenient. And again, she was inconsistent with her principles and her life actually improved it was easier and better and more efficient yeah i think that's the common theme with some i mean because typically right leftist politicians are the ones trying to enforce regulations they're trying to limit freedoms they're trying to limit the options we have for the things we do with our money and our life so that when they then go outside those projected limits that's when they set themselves up that's why so many examples it's easy to talk about yeah exactly so you you mentioned earlier uh the issue of the mask mandate and the lockdowns and some people like Gavin Newsom and the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, they've been kind of hypocritical as well. What What's happened with them? Yeah. So uh, London Breed, this is like one of my favorites, because if you go to these some of these California places any, or anytime anybody visits us in Florida, right, I, that's like one of my favorite things of the last year and a half. People visit us in Florida and they're like, wait, we're allowed to go to a restaurant? Wait, do I, am, do I need <laughs> right. to have my mask on right. like in the parking lot? It's like, like somebody from East Berlin going to West Berlin. That's exactly what people, that's exactly the example. When I was talking to Dennis Prager, I mean, low-key flex when I was on Dennis Prager's <laughs> radio show and he was like, I just came back from Florida. And well, he, he used yeah. exactly that example. It was like going yeah. from Austria to the Soviet Union in the 70s or something, right? Right, right. exactly. Um, and no, it's awesome. So we have a lot of freedom here, but that's not the way they're living their life out in California. So Gavin Newsom famously has been locking stuff down, telling people that restaurants have to be closed. Um, you know, And then he does a thing where he has a private event at the French Laundry, yep. which I have not been to. But it's my, like Burger King. My brother has been to it, uh, but it's like this very elite and exclusive yep. restaurant. You have to have reservations way in advance. The chef's you know, world renowned. Yep. Yep. It's like a five-star Michelin restaurant, I believe. And uh, yeah, so Gavin Newsom, not only does he go to a restaurant when he's telling people they can't go to a restaurant he's not socially distancing right nobody's wearing masks which again in california big time no no and and this is the real horror of it for me um more than three households are represented at the gathering which again is like like how are they even coming up with this stuff right like yeah but so big time hypocrisy for that and then not to be outdone also in the bay area london breed who's been uh, reinstituting a mask mandate for san francisco as delta emerged right Yep. And um, telling people, like, not only do you need to wear a mask, but, dude, if you're at a restaurant, and that's to me, just as a, a quick aside, I think that's where a lot of intellectually honest people have a, a challenge with the mask mandate. Everybody wants to be safe, but I was just in a bunch of airports yesterday, and it's like, okay, if I'm sitting in a restaurant at the airport, I can, no mask, no problem. Yeah. But if you're at the gate, it's like, nah, bro. Right. Like, why so are you, you trying just to sit and nibble at the restaurant right. for 45 minutes? So you don't have to wear a mask. I mean, you, when you get my expense report, you'll notice that's exactly what I did. Thanks for the heads yeah. up. <laughs> but, but that's, but London Breed, right? She's like saying, hey, if you're at a restaurant in San Francisco, in between bites, throw that mask back up, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's not safe if you're just sitting there. Yeah, and th- and this again, I mean, th- what what's so outrageous about this? By the way, the Gavin Newsom story that 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 really appalled me the most is he put restrictions on schooling yeah. when the pandemic broke out, so it was distance learning. But he actually sent his kids in person back to their private school. Dude, that's what you do in California. Remember the Cal- the Berkeley Teachers Union president did the same thing, right? Yeah. They shut down their schools, and he got like, caught on right. camera walking his kid to a preschool right. or whatever. Yeah. So, so this is this is rank hypocrisy. Gavin Newsom, London Breed, 
But why did they do it and what ended up happening? Their lives improved. So Gavin Newsom's not hunkered down at the governor's mansion. He's actually able to go out with friends or Live his life. meet with. His kids are actually able to go to school. London Breed gets to, I guess, get rid of some of the stress well, by her, going out. And- in fairness to her, I don't, I don't think she intentionally chose to violate the mask mandate in San Francisco. She was just at a jazz concert. She was just vibing. You yeah, know, she's yeah. like, that's what she said. I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just kind of enjoying the jazz night. And, you know, that's exactly right. No, I mean, it's no different. Like Nancy Pelosi, right? She goes to the um, hair salon where everything right. else is shut right. down. Right. I mean, that's that, that's where I think it's like highly problematic. And we're sort of joking about it. And again, we live in Florida, so right. it's not as big of a deal for us. But this is the daily reality right. of artificially imposed and conceptualized tyranny right. for many, many people. And I think that's one of the reasons why like the whole like let's go Brandon chant is sweeping the nation, right? Right. right. I mean, people are like, what is this? I mean, right. it'd be one thing if people are like, no, we think this is serious. We think this is the best way to live. And they consistently just sort of act it out. Right. These principles, but it's just not the case. Right. Now, I, I have a question, by the way, on yes. the Let's Go Branded. Uh-huh. Do you think the NASCAR driver, when he sees these T-shirts now, they're being called Let's Go Branded, do you think he thinks they're about him? Uh, I mean, you know, narcissism's a drug. (laughs) (laughs) But but to get back to our point, you know, these are examples of people that are being hypocrites, inconsistent, but they're improving their lives. Let's touch on one more subject. This is really good, too. Personal security. Yep. Right. Personal security. So uh, AOC, Ilan Omar, Corey Bush, these are the squad progressives in Congress have been adamant about the need to defund the police, saying that defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. And of course, crime is spiking everywhere. And yet, when you look at AOC and other squad members, what are they spending money on? Uh, I'm going to guess it's social justice programs that like help <laughs> like send mental health therapists and counselors into the field to address potentially violent criminals and help kind of get to the core issues like what's your self-belief and why are you holding a gun right now is that what they're spending money on well they're they're sending money to an llc called three bridges ny and tullus worldwide protection okay which will probably give insight they're 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 hiring uh, private security firms Ooh. So the private security firms. Yeah, so the squads gonna, actually drop in like six figures. That's that's exactly right. So they are defunding the police for everyone else because we can't have these armed guys going around telling people what to do. But we're going to hire armed guys to tell people what to do to protect us in our small universe. Another great example of rank hypocrisy. And yet their lives are better. They probably feel more secure. They feel more safe. They've now got a guy with a gun. They can send to go get a cup of coffee or something if they want. I mean, the the, the point is that that consistently you will find that when people that are progressives or liberals abandon their principles and are hypocrites, their lives improve. And oftentimes when conservatives abandon their principles, their lives end up the worse for it. Remember when you after I mean, after the George Floyd stuff happened and the whole defund the police movement really started to take root. And this would be another thing I think we look back on in five years and we're like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, and the lady that was a city counselor from Minnesota and somebody's like, well, OK, so if we're going to defund the police, like what happens if somebody's breaking into my home? Right. And the lady's response was, well. If somebody's breaking your home, that means automatically you're starting from a position of privilege, and you need to recognize that. <laughs> like, right. like, As opposed to a congresswoman like that's a who has genuine answer, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I mean it's 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 totally ridiculous, and it's it's lost its its complete uh, common sense in a lot of these cities. The way that they're policing it. And, so, addition, and, and, and how we know that, right, is because some of the people that espouse the same rhetoric are spending $100,000 for right. their own private security. Right. So let's sum all this up. We've talked about hypocrisy. The bottom line for me is hypocrisy oftentimes becomes about the person 
And what it should really be is about the ideas that they are espousing. And so what do I mean by that? It, what I mean is it, it, it's a laboratory for ideas. If people are telling you that, no, you should send your kids to public school, but they're actually sending their own kids to private schools. That's telling you something that's telling you that in this laboratory, the person that is doing this, that's saying one thing and doing another has actually evaluated the situation and knows that their our ideas are tell- terrible uh, and they're doing something else. And that should tell you something about the idea. I think too often we get wrapped up around who the actual person is and the 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 individual's personal failing than the actual failing of their terrible ideas. Yeah, what should we get more mad about, right? The person that has a terrible idea and that wants to impose their terrible idea on you or the person who espouses the terrible idea but deep down actually understands, my probably like agrees with you, right? Like right. me and Joe Biden, we're probably on the same page about corporate taxes, right? Right, right, like, right, right. Me and, uh, you know, the L- London breed, we're probably about the same thing about vibing at jazz concerts, <laughs> maskless, right? Right. So I think I sort of, I like that, uh, they get the same thing. No, we agree. So why can't we just be honest about it? Right. So Let's, just that's you know, just like Bill Cosby. Exactly. The hypocrisy is the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> so so the first thing is that this should be about the ideas and not the individuals and use hypocrisy to evaluate how good or bad people's ideas are based on the outcomes of their inconsistencies. The second thing I would say is let's not allow hypocrisy to make us cynical. A lot of people have become cynical. Everybody's a hypocrite. Don't become a cynic. Become a realist. And what do I mean by that? People are going to let you down, right? Political figures are going to let you down. There is no perfect political leader. I loved Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan made lots of mistakes. He raised taxes a bunch, right? He he did he did a lot of things. And the bottom line is, so don't put your faith in individuals. They are going to disappoint you. Put your faith in ideas. The left had this idea in the 60s that the personal is political. Um, I disagree with that. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, the, the battle should be about ideas, and it should be about which ideas work and benefit people and... Um, that should be the way we evaluate this. Well, I'll just sit around patiently wait for you to let me down, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I haven't already? We've known each other how long? I know, I know. <laughs> Any minute. Well, let me just close with this. Um, a French philosopher, uh, La Rouge Foucault, uh, who once said hypocrisy. Wait, who is that? <laughs> You're going to make me say it again? I mean, this is just to punish you for not picking something from like Aesop's fables, right? (laughs) right. Well, he had a saying that I thought was really uh, interesting. He said, hypocrisy is the compliment vice pays to virtue. And what he was essentially saying is that that even if you're hypocritical, you're acknowledging that virtue is worth emulating. Mm -hmm. And we need to do that. We need to do that in our lives, not be so angry at other people, but focus on conducting ourselves in ways that are consistent with our ideas. And if we find ourselves violating our principles all the time we had to look at ourselves but we also ought to look at the ideas we're we're presenting and seeing whether those are really good ideas to begin with i think that's what we're trying to do right we're trying to expose ideas and expose the actions behind them and whether or not they measure up that's why we started the drill down so so we did pretty good on this uh, philosophy today huh well you know i'm just trying to hang with you you know so the, <laughs> mr oxford over here <laughs> you're gonna keep throwing that in my face aren't you yes Well, this is Peter Schweitzer. You've been joining us for The Drill Down. As always, you can find all of our podcasts on thedrilldown.com. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, thank you. 